Hi everyone, and welcome to the Eval Cafe, a podcast about evaluation. Uh, we have two evaluators here today: myself, Brian Hostler, and me, Carolyn Kamen. Uh, so welcome. This is our first episode. Uh, as you may have already figured out, we're still figuring this all out as we go along. So consider this our pilot episode. Um, basically, the idea that we have for this podcast is just to have two evaluators uh, drinking coffee or a warm beverage of choice and talk about evaluation. Uh, we hope it's useful for those who are interested in evaluation, who are evaluators themselves, uh, people who've worked with evaluators, or just um, want to learn more. Uh, and we also just want to do a quick shout out. Um, we are hugely inspired by um, the Adventures in Evaluation podcast. Uh, we're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants here, Kylie Hutchinson and James Coyle. Um, yes, I think this kind of paved the way forward for us. And we're looking forward to continuing this uh, proud tradition of evaluation podcasting. Anything that I'm missing here, Carolyn? No, that's uh, that sounds great to me. And yeah, we're really excited to be... Uh, picking up the mantle as it were um, and do go and check out that podcast as well um, and uh, all of the really great topics that uh, Kylie and James Coyle um, covered. Uh, we're starting off our podcast series uh, with our very first topic that seemed really apropos is how do we introduce ourselves as evaluators? How do we share who we are with other people who probably don't know anything about what evaluation is. Yeah, and this is the topic that came up at the Canadian Evaluation Society's conference back in May of this year. Um, because, yeah, you, you kind of say you go to a cocktail party or what have you, or a family reunion, and people ask, you know, oh, what do you do? And you say, I'm an evaluator, or I work in evaluation. And you kind of get this kind of glassy-eyed look on people, and, oh, okay, uh, is that like auditing or is that um, here in Saskatchewan? I'm based out of Saskatoon. I think I mentioned that to someone and he thought that I did uh, valuation work in terms of like figuring out the value of farm equipment or something. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but uh, that's not my job. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain what we do. Yeah, it's I get a lot of people who are who are interested to know more uh, because, you know, they hear evaluation and it just they have nothing to connect it to. It's a completely new idea, um, except sometimes it's not. One of the things I find is it's not that evaluation is really arcane and esoteric and, and obscure and a whole bunch of other really great words that I thought of uh, that mean <laughs> the same thing. Right. It's that evaluation is so obvious, so common sense that people don't even realize it's a job. That there's someone whose whole job can be, you know, doing that thing of figuring out, hey, all this stuff that we're trying to do, does it actually work and how does it work? Exactly, yeah. And I think maybe it's just back up for a second here. And for those who are listening who are not evaluators and who don't know anything about evaluation, first of all, awesome for you for finding this podcast. I'm not sure why you found this podcast. Maybe you had a colleague or a friend tell you to listen to it. Um, the Canadian Evaluation Society's official definition is that evaluation is the systematic assessment of the design, implementation, or results of an initiative for the purposes of learning or decision-making. So it's basically, we're trying to look at, you know, something that we're doing, some sort of initiative, a project, or whatever, and see, like, you know, is it working? Are we doing it right? Is it actually making a difference out there? And, I mean, we do this all the time, just in our daily lives. We, hey, you know, do we fix the car right? Or, uh, 
um, if we try something out for kids, is that working or not? So we do evaluation, like you said, Carolyn, all the time, and it's so obvious, but people don't really understand this is something you can do and get paid for it. <laughs> At least hopefully you get paid for it, I mean. <laughs> That's always the ideal. So, Brian. Yes. You've probably had to introduce yourself to a lot of people and, and describe what you do. Have you ever found something that works? Uh, it's still something that I'm working on. Uh, I realize I'm doing this all out of order. Um, I should mention at the top of the episode, I'm an external evaluator. I, I'm a consultant. I work with different kinds of agencies and organizations. Um, I kind of, the best I've come up with in a short kind of pithy elevator speech is that I help organizations and people who work for good do better. So I kind of say like, hey, you know, they're already doing something. They're they're trying things out. They're help trying to make a difference in areas like poverty or um, or food security or whatever. And yeah, I'm just saying like, hey, you guys are doing good work here, and let's try to make it better. Uh, and part of that is understanding what you're doing and how do you do it better. Uh, but yeah, because especially if I say I'm a research and evaluation consultant, that's my other one, and that's usually when people kind of nod off and try to find someone <laughs> else to talk to at the at the conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever had the experience? Um, I'm asking, I realize I'm asking you a lot of questions and that's so that I don't have to come up with stuff to say. Um, but have you ever had the experience of telling someone what you do and their eyes light up and they know exactly what you're talking about and they're excited to talk to you? Actually, this has happened and we completely did not rehearse this, even though it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> this whole podcast has not been rehearsed. I can warn everyone about that. Um, after the conference, uh, because there is all this talk about, yeah, like how do we, how do we uh, present ourselves and how do we explain what we do? Um, and we'll put some notes in the show notes about uh, with response to some of, the, uh, some of the Twitter questions about this. Um, I was out uh, visiting a family for the, uh, for the May long weekend and uh, got talking to my wife's cousin's wife. Um, and she was asking, like, remind me what to do again. And instead of doing the whole, I'm a consultant, I'm a research and evaluation consultant, I said, like, I help organizations learn what they're doing and help them do it better. And she really kind of glommed on to that. We had a great conversation uh, just about kind of the different people I work with and how I, uh, how I conduct evaluation. So that kind of, uh, that really, um, that seemed to really kind of strike a chord instead of, yeah, going right away to the term. So what about you? Has there been any case where you kind of managed to make the, make it click for somebody? I've had a couple. Um, I think most of the time when I've had that, that good click moment, it's been using exactly the strategy that you're describing rather than starting with the terminology and the, Oh, well, this is my title. And, and, and here's sort of official line of what I do. I, I try to connect it to, what has the most impact for that person. So I might even start by saying like, hey, you know that you know, new policy that's been in the news or that program that is happening you know, uh, at your kid's school? Well, an evaluator is someone who would go and figure out how that works uh, and how well it's working. And I think that makes it really real and that taps into that idea again of like, oh, I just assumed that that was already happening. Like right. that that's part of implementing a program, which really, it probably should be. <laughs> right. And it might be, and they don't know about it. But yeah, it just seems like it's so, yeah, common sense in some one ways, but also kind of backstage and out of the picture in other ways too. So I've also, I have once or twice, and it's been really exciting when it has happened, where I've said to someone, oh yeah, I'm a program evaluator, and they already know what that means. <sighs> 
and you stole my heart. they're excited about it. Um, uh, a couple of months ago, I was uh, volunteering at an event and the woman I was partnered with, uh, she worked for the city as a social planner. And I, the moment I said program evaluation, her eyes lit up and she was just like, oh, that's so great. You know, program evaluation is so important. I was just like, this is it. This is the moment. This is the part I've been waiting for. Can I just record uh, you? Can't and... everyone know about program evaluation? <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's becoming a bit more more understood. I think uh, I mean, there's a lot of factors behind that. There's uh, um, always a call for accountability from from funders, from levels of government to say is money being spent effectively. But I think there's also just realizing. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of conversations around things like organizational learning. How do organizations actually take in information and make sure you know they don't fall behind the dust? You know that they had you know that they're the Kodak or or the whatever their era that they're doing well now and they're going to get blindsided by some trend or something and that's I think evaluation too we think it's oh you know evaluation is just about really retrospective and looking to say did this work the past fail you know that kind of thing but it could also be used to say you know what are the things we should be looking out for in the horizon and then how do we take advantage of that how do we kind of make sure we're skating to where the puck is since we're both canadian here we can use those hockey terms um just to make sure that uh yeah we, we're we're doing the best that we can in the situation mm -hmm. yeah now something else that i think also comes up is we talk about okay how do you define you know yourself as an as a program evaluator but program evaluation also isn't just one thing there's a huge variety in terms of what people's jobs look like like I'm like you I'm an independent consultant um, and an external evaluator typically um, so my job looks really really different than someone who is say embedded in a you know federal ministry that's a totally different I mean how different is it I don't know in terms of does it really look that different to someone from the outside or is that splitting hairs? Is that too much nuance? But I think that's something interesting to talk about as well. Definitely, just in terms of uh, the impacts of different work environments. And then the flip side of that, too, is that people are some people are doing evaluation or they have responsibilities that are evaluation-like in their job portfolio, and they would never think to call themselves an evaluator. And one thing that always amazes me going to uh, CES, uh, Canadian Evaluation Society conferences, or the, uh, the larger uh, American version, the American Evaluation Association conference, it's just, just the breadth of people, the diversity of people who are there, some, like you said, in government, some in, in private sector, some in nonprofits or larger institutions, um, a number of them who are identified as evaluators, but others are just like, yeah, I'm a program officer, I'm a financial comptroller, any number of, of uh, titles, and they do evaluation on the side of their desk in, in some ways, and they just kind of found out about this field and said, like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, actually, I have um, one thing that I overheard at CES was someone saying, I never thought it was an evaluator until someone told me I was. So some people are being uh, labeled as evaluators uh, just because, yeah, you know, that was never in their vocabulary. Is that a is that a problem for our field that people are kind of, you know, just not even aware of what they're doing in a sense? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, that distinction between, you know, being an evaluator and someone who uses evaluation um, as a skill set. And, and maybe they aren't. Maybe they do enough other things that they wouldn't think of themselves as an evaluator chiefly. Um, 
but that idea of evaluation is a thing that can be done and should be done and, and does get done. I don't know if it's a problem for evaluation as a profession. I think, I think the two could, could go hand in hand. And, and you're always going to have some people who do enough evaluation as their, their core um, skill set and, and focus that they will be evaluators. But I think right. there's also always going to be people, be people who are doing evaluation without being evaluators specifically. And we can grow both of those sides at the same time. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, Michael Quinn Patton. I mean, we have to mention Michael Quinn Patton because this is an evaluation podcast. Uh, for those who don't know, he's kind of a bit the godfather of the field. I mean, one of one of many, but uh, uh, maybe one of the more recognizable uh, people in the evaluation and qualitative research fields. Uh, he wrote a blog post, and we'll put this in the show notes uh, recently about um, the term evaluation scientist. He was uh, he participated in the March March for Science in Washington earlier this year. And he decided to identify himself as an evaluation scientist. Um, and I found that kind of interesting. That's something I never really thought of. Um, it feels a little clunky to me. It's, but, uh, I mean, we are kind of doing science in a sense in that we're kind of testing out ideas. And I think that um, goes back to that uh, CES definition that we're doing this systematically. We're doing, um, it's not just that we're cherry-picking facts or that we're uh, trying to, you know, fit things into preconceived notions, we're actually kind of going out and seeing what's actually out there in the world and what's what's working, what's not working, and trying to be have a little bit of a purpose to it. So, um, and again, like you said, I think a lot of people do this, um, just and they call themselves different things. So, um, yeah, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I, I think I would struggle to call myself an evaluation scientist, but not necessarily for good reasons. I think part of it would be that when I, when I think scientist, I think test tubes and lab rats. I have a very, I, I, I'm going to admit it, I have a very, even though I know it's not true, I have a very stereotyped image around what scientist means. And I think if I called myself an evaluation scientist to other people, I would expect that I would confuse them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as I like the idea of reclaiming what scientist means and making that not into like niche, you know, oh, test tubes and lab rats, but the fact that, yeah, so many of us are and can be scientists. I think that's a really important perspective. I think I probably won't call myself an evaluation scientist yet. I'm sorry, Michael Quinn uh, I respect <laughs> and support this and, and maybe I'll, I'll jump on board someday, but I'm not ready to be an early adopter. I think in the next March for Science, maybe I can I can do that evaluator, maybe evaluator slash scientist. I don't know. Uh, Say so that there's evaluation and or scientist. Uh, I, at some point, you know, all this talk about labels, I think comes down to like, what are you doing? It doesn't matter what you call yourself um, to some re to some extent. Um, but I, I think maybe the value in it is just uh, is just to say, okay, if I know that I do evaluation, I can actually start looking up, you know, Google evaluation resources and I find this or look up, you know, what does an evaluator do? And then there's, I haven't tried this. Hopefully there's some, some good resources out there. I imagine AA and CS has that. Um, yeah, so I think just to circle kind of back a little bit, um, if we have all this, you know, angst and hand-wringing over what do we call ourselves? Are we evaluators? Are we consultants? Are we researchers? Are we evaluation scientists, how do we have a good branding out there in a sense to use that term? Or how do we, you know, tell people more broadly what we do so that when uh, a nonprofit organization starts a new program or government, 
you know, enacts a new policy to think, yeah, we should make sure we have an evaluation built into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's where, as long as people know that evaluation is a thing that can be done and should be done, they, they will look for evaluators. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I think it's just, uh, on one hand, maybe banging the drum a little bit around the term, and that's maybe more something official for um, professional organizations like CES to do. Um, they have a whole credentialed evaluator program, so that's uh, maybe kind of bringing some awareness around specific um, uh, competencies and such. Uh, and then it's just, you know, us on the front lines kind of saying this is what we do. And by the way, that's kind of evaluation. That's what I call it. But at the end of the day, we're helping you or we're, we're providing value and service in that way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we did do some systematic work in doing this podcast, too. We, when we had this idea of doing a podcast, you put a Twitter poll out. And we were being very systematic to make sure that we got, uh, you know, um, <laughs> some good data, some good responses uh, to make sure that there's actually a need in the community to do this podcast. Uh, I'm going to read out the responses here, whether we should start a podcast. The top response was, heck yes, a million. 47% of our respondents said that. Yes was 26. Heck yes was 21%. And we had uh, at the rear at 6% poor response options. So um, I mean, I think that's a that's a pretty good evaluation, a pretty good uh, research uh, approach there in terms of the questions. Um, we had the opportunity for people to 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 give uh, <laughs> to quibble with our approach, but uh, yeah, I think this is kind of uh, evaluation in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and uh, yeah, we we definitely we saw a lot of support for us uh, going ahead with this podcast. So. Um, I'm excited to keep doing them with you and uh, we'll probably figure out um, some systems for for keeping all of our thoughts in order and and maybe remembering to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast (laughs) uh, as opposed to sort of midway through. But uh, but, it's uh, nothing that a little bit of editing can't take care of. We'll just, yeah. (laughs) It's what the learning experience is for. That's it for this episode of Eval Cafe. Thank you to all of our listeners. Please check out the rest of our episodes on SoundCloud or by going to our website, evalcafe.wordpress.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at evalcafe. And if you want to drop us a line, you can find us at evalcafe.podcast at gmail.com. Musical credits go to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for Poppers and Prosecco, our intro theme, and Dispersion Relation, our outro, as well as to tabletopaudio.com for the lively cafe ambiance in our intro.